Okay, so it's it's weird because this thing doesn't have. I think I'm way too high here. Let me turn this down a little bit. Uh, the the playback from the computer doesn't have a fader, and the the knob is super sensitive. So the up and down was like such a little turn, like there was no in between between <laughs> all or nothing. <laughs> Uh, no one heard that but us, by the way, so they don't So nobody know. knows what you're talk- talking about. Holy wow. shit, you're loud. Let's turn you down. Well, I have a new chair, and now um, my mouth can be, like, oh, yeah. next to the mic. Also, uh, <laughs> your fader was, like, all the way up for some reason, so... Um, this is the new Utah podcast, uh, where we talk about all things Utah and now I need to adjust my mic for the new chairs. We got new chairs. Yay. They're, they're news chairs. Newsed. Yeah. As the, uh, Stockton 12 Honda commercials would say. Yeah. New to us. So my office, uh, I got new chairs for everyone cause these are pretty old. These chairs are probably 10 ish years old. Um, they were all recently fixed, um, within like the last year and a half. Uh, so they've. Like some of them got new upholstery, some of them, most of them got fixed armrests and backs because they were still covered under warranty. They're now out of warranty and um, they're really fucking uncomfortable to sit in for eight hours or more a day. Uh, and it was one of the biggest complaints in the office. So we did all new chairs for everyone. Um, so that's cool. Um, and we sold some of the chairs back to staff for money. For money. Like you do. And so here we are. With so Chris chairs. has Chris has a burnt orange chair. We have teal chairs, and our guests will have green chairs. Yeah, and for relatively inexpensive money. And these are way better than the folding chairs. Way better than the metal folding <laughs> chairs that we've had for the last <laughs> hey four years. Hey, now, don't be knocking on my folding chairs. I mean, look, we're trying to be a little more professional about things, so. Um, Jeremy and I have been measuring and discussing new tables Table as well. talk. Yeah. We're not getting at a table talk on the show. We should probably introduce ourselves, though, as was brought to our attention. Well, I, I, well, okay, I, I introduced the show. Right. Uh, it is episode 191. 191. I say with a question mark because I wasn't entirely sure. If we turn it over, it's 161. Podcasting is fun, 191. Well, well this chair feels like <laughs> it doesn't have enough space for me. I need to do some adjusting, probably. Well, you probably should have been doing that. I've been doing other stuff. Well, you're the one that demanded we started right then. Well, I was still table talking. I know. I just <laughs> wanted to get past the table talk. I don't like talking about improvement projects. I didn't ask you. Uh, I so was I, doing it with my home improvement friend, Jeremy. Yeah, so uh, Bree mm-hmm. is the one uh, doing some table talk. Uh, Jeremy is the one she was table talking with. Hello, folks. Um, they're both co-hosts. Our producer, uh, who really is just a fancy way of saying she does most of the work, um, getting guests and what have you, is Jess. Hello. She finally said something. I think that was the first word you said. She's been I busy. Have any, I have anything to say. There you go. Uh, and then there's me. She's uh, been busy producing. I clearly talk more than anyone, I think, on the show, except maybe our guests, but that's questionable sometimes. Sometimes that's questionable. <laughs> uh, I am Chris. Uh, I also do all the editing and hosting and posting and shit like that of the show itself. Uh, yeah. That's us. <laughs> that was pretty. That was like really kind of faded out into uninterestingness. I'm I'm sorry, listeners. Man, I re- there are so many people that listen to this thing at my work. I know my coworker told me he listened the other day. I'm not 
for our first episode. My, I was like, where did you start? And it was like my completely engineering random. office listens to it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I have a coworker that's listening to it, but she's retiring in April, so I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I keep trying to remember if I said anything mean about her. I, I really <laughs> don't give a shit, because if I didn't like someone at the office, they would know it, because I'm not... I'm not a beat around the bush kind of guy. I'm a pretty straightforward kind of guy. So, so I recently learned that my producer doesn't care if I have my earbuds in and can't hear shit. He'll just come up and tap me on the shoulder. So I pretty much go in, put my earbuds in and don't take them out until I leave. And so I don't know what happens in the office anymore. That's good though, right? It's awesome because I don't have to listen to everybody chitter chattering. And there's a few things that I miss that I probably, you know, should probably catch but i don't care i think i'm gonna get some allen wrenches and uh move this back out it's like halfway into the chair and i'm a fat big guy nobody cares about what you're talking about (laughs) he's still talking about his chair it's uncomfortable you won't won't let us do table talk but you'll do chair talk yeah yeah that's how it goes here um Did anyone do anything interesting in the last week? I have my jury duty update. Oh, yeah. You were on a trial of jurors. I was there for five or six hours, something like that. So it was actually, so So let me start by saying I was not chosen. Aww. I made it all the way to the very end of the process, but I wasn't chosen. However, it was cool and it was a very interesting process. So. I'll just give you kind of a quick overview. So we got there. There was probably between 150 and 200 people. Um, then they split. You, so you get a number. And from the time you what check in. What number were you? What's that? What number were you? I was 17. So from the time you check in, the whole rest of the day, you are just a number because they don't want to know your name so that they don't influence you or them or anything else. So you're just given a number. Yep, 15. So I was 17. 16 best number. So. They split us up. The first group, there was about 30, 32. Second group, same thing, about 30, 32. My group, which was the third group, there was 50 of us. So they, uh, we do a little little intro. You watch a little movie. You are on jury duty. Uh, after the little video, they take you up to the actual courtroom. And it's, it's kind of funny. In the little video, in the video, it says it's very rare for you to be on a jury for more than one day. And it's, it's very rare for the cases to go much beyond four o'clock. Yeah, it's that. And that's true because most, most, and people are like jury trials take weeks. They, they, no, 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 that, that, yeah, that's the movies. And they, they even said that that's not realistic. However, we get up to our court and, and it's the big, and I don't, I don't know the courtrooms very Cause well. Cause you were in the Matheson building. In the Matheson, but we were in the big room because there was 50 of us. So we sit down and the first thing that the judge, so there's the judge. And then, so this was a criminal trial. This was a criminal right? trial. So Wednesday. What was your criminal. judge's name? What's that? Oh. It's a gentleman, and he's got kind of a... It's a dude. It's a dude. That's real fucking helpful. It's kind of an interesting... Was his last name Blanche? Nope. It was like... Then I don't care. It was like conjunction something. Conjunction junction. Something. It was, Who's it got was the function? different. So anyway, we sit down, and the first thing he says is, this is a three-day case. And everybody's looking around like, what? The little video just told us it's rare to even be here past four. He's like, this is a three-day criminal case. Wednesdays are criminal trials so if you're called for jury duty on a wednesday it will always be criminal and then he told us what the other days were i just wasn't paying that close attention uh anyway because you were there on a wednesday I was there on a wednesday so then then they start asking the questions and they asked questions for about an hour and 45 minutes wow and so the both um lawyers were there 
the defending lawyer mm-hmm. and the prosecuting, prosecuting lawyer. Uh, and they're taking notes as everybody answers the questions. And it, although they seem somewhat random, I'm sure the questions had to do with what the they case absolutely was. Do, yeah. Don't you watch Bull? No. So you're the only one that watches that. I love that show. show. <laughs> so they did. So they did say briefly. He said this. This is a sexual assault, rape, and sodomy case. That was the only thing that they told us. And then they did say the names of certain people that were going to be called uh, to testify because if you know them, you were supposed to raise your hand. Or yeah. Raise your number. Anyway, that was some of the questioning. Don't they? Didn't they ask you to if you were like ever like involved in rape, yep. sodomy, yep. or yeah. Yep, or which Jeremy has definitely not been. not been. So it's you or any member of your family, uh, and, and then it's do you have members of your family who are in law enforcement? What's your occupation? What's your spouse or significant other's occupation? How many children do you have? What are their ages? I mean, the questions just went on and on and on. When Jeremy's like, I have three daughters, age, and they're like, okay, you're gone. <laughs> they're they're all of of age. So this is a problem. I so they don't tell you why they do or do not pick you, but. After after the process and asking all the questions, and then you leave the courtroom, and then they call certain people back, and then that that was a, a so it wasn't like a, a source of elimination. Like there was an hour and a half of questioning everyone, and everyone. Then, then, then they did the first eliminations. Then they pulled individual people in, in to ask more questions. Then they brought the whole group back, and by this time we'd been there pretty close to five hours. So they brought the whole group back, and then the judge says, "Okay." If you if if I call your number, please stand up. And he goes through. And of the fifty of us, they chose ten mm-hmm. for this particular trial. And there's between four and twelve. It depends. It's on probably seven and three alternates. The trial. So so they called seven numbers. Mine was not one of them. He said, "Those of you who've been called, please step forward. The rest of you have a nice day." And that was it. So they didn't. There was no explaining why they did. Did you get your, like, 20 bucks or whatever it is? Uh, 18, I think it's $18.75. They mail it to you. You get it within a month. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> and then if you're there, so that's, it's, it's like eighteen seventy-five for the first day, and then it's like $45. They paid me in cash when I went. So that's how but they- But you went to a city court. I did, that's and they paid me in cash. Very different. Um. Different jurisdictions. So mine was really similar, only it was a lot fewer people, and there were a ton of people that didn't show up. Well, so the, the when we did our little orientation at the beginning, the gentleman that kind of ran it said, they tell us how many people that they're going to need for the day, and he's like, and I double that number in who I have come in, because on average, 40% doesn't yep. show up. That's basically what the person told me, too. And then... The funny thing is when we were actually in the courtroom and the judge was talking, he said, you know, he said, good for you for showing up today. One, it's the law and you have to. Two, you're, you're dismissed from all jury duty, federal, local, anything for the next two years. So if you get a yellow card for anything, you just call him up and say, I've already done it. He's like, you shouldn't get one. But if you do, you're excused for the next two years. And he's like, those people that decided not to show up today will get a not-so-friendly card in the mail. Yeah, it's a summons. Because... And they have to come in and explain to us why they didn't show up. And if it's not a good enough reason, they will not only, be, f- they will not only be fined, but then they get to come in and do it again. Yeah. He's like, And then if they don't show up from that lovely little card, we actually send an officer of the law to their house to bring them here, and they will be fined and can spend jail time when i did the city court one the lady said that um when it's early in the week they they will recall people (laughs) and give them a chance but she's like 
by Wednesday, like it's too, it's too late right. because they don't call people on Friday usually because right. they've got stuff set up. Stuff. Um, but yeah, we had a, we had a bunch of people not show up and she's like, I'll get back and I'll have like voicemails about like, I got a flat tire or whatever and I'll have to, you know, distinguish Decide. all of that. Right. But they kept us in a room and as people like mine was also an assault case. I don't know if you guys remember but mine was an assault case and they asked some of those questions and stuff. And as people answered a certain way, they would just instantly let, they were just instantly. Yeah. This one go. didn't. And I don't know if it's at the judge's discretion. Or it, I don't know. It probably has to do with the type of trial. Cause hers was not a criminal defense right. trial. Yours was so, a civil trial. Anyway, it was, it was very fascinating. Um, Part of me was a little sad I didn't get picked, but I'm not going to lie. Especially for your three-day trial. I'm not going to lie. Part of me was like, three days, wow, I'll be here the rest of the week. So part of me was all right that I didn't get chosen. However, I would have been more than happy to, to stay on if, if I would have been chosen. It, the process was really cool, and being part of it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Did so. they ask about media or anything? Mm-mm. Nope. Probably didn't care. Nope. Just curious. That was cool. So yeah, that was my experience. It was it was cool. Jess, it didn't happen over the weekend. It happened on a Wednesday, but that was Jeremy's that excitement. That is true. Jess, did you have anything exciting happen? Not happen. But I just made did cakes you... and watched movies. That's exciting. Went you to never brunch. make cakes. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the first time you've ever done that? I'm actually surprised you got to watch a movie. I watched three movies actually I was say don't you do that while you're kind of caking it up I would assume. no you not do, movies that do, I want to pay attention to do you do anything while you're caking it up like podcasts or music or you just stand there in the silence I have TV on in the background <laughs> like, I could just picture Jess like in she the she watches silence. Law and like Order SUV remember she's, oh yeah it's SV SUV <laughs> oh yeah whatever <laughs> no that's only on on Sundays she's like Sundays. She, she, she knows what time it airs <laughs> she's like doing the cake her roommate comes in listening and the music she's like shut that shit up <laughs> it's in my fucking earbuds <laughs> i need to concentrate sometimes, i need silence sometimes i listen oh, to music oh you scared the kitty depends. off my lap <laughs> he's like i can play silence i have it on my no i'm on a mission to watch as many of the oscar films as possible so that's a worthy mission what movie did we watch i only have day? one left in the best picture category i don't I don't remember, it but was, I remember we liked it. Wasn't that memorable, apparently? No, it was a. It was, <laughs> it was about. A, it was an Amazon movie yeah. about about people wedding seven weddings. No. Yes, they went to seven weddings in a year. Is that what it was and called? It, yes, I don't think it, that's was what it was called Seven Weddings. <laughs> it was okay. I had chicken and waffle eggs Benedict for brunch. Not, where did you go? Where did you go for your brunch? It's called Taggart's Grill. It's up past Morgan. Up in Ogden. Up in Ogden. Oh, Reaper Canyon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ogden's the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Ogden's same still time. north. It's yeah. the same. Honestly, it's past, they're both it's, the same You way think that me. it's close, but it's not. It's just around the corner. So, so, so you know the snowmobiler that died in Farmington from the avalanche? Yes. Yeah, that was... Buddy of mine's kid. Aww. Oh, that's too bad. So that's just, I, you know, I know somebody else who died in a novel. And he was with him. Um, I don't know if, if he it was his was dad. He was yeah. with him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So you know Ben, Ben Adams. No. Steroid guy. The. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was him. Um, his kid Chase. So was um, he older? Was he shitty? High, high school Eight, kid. Yeah, that's not really older. Yeah. Nope. Really not cool. That's actually so. the second person I like personally have a connection to that's died in an avalanche. 
So anyway, sorry, I don't want to bring us down. Um, <laughs> then you should talk about your company party where you were screaming, suck my balls. <laughs> oh, not just me. So well, we had I didn't our, scream We it. had our company party, so we don't ever do our company party before Christmas because um, I don't I don't understand why you have to do it before Christmas. Uh, it's not like we hand out like a huge Christmas bonus that you get. Um, yeah, it's not like it's going to help you with so Christmas shopping or something. Yeah, it's not it like... It's a lot Griswold's cheaper. Yeah. Needs that check to pay for his pool. That he fucking should not have purchased. <laughs> uh, no, it's like, so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's cheaper to do it after the holidays. Um, a lot cheaper to get spaces like the third week in January. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Uh, we got, uh, so we did it on Friday night. Um, the guy that owns the tabernacle. Tabernacle. Uh, yeah. Came and did dueling pianos. Oh, that's really At cool. our party. It's really cool. They have like these silhouette like wooden pianos that they stick electric keyboards in right and the top of it's like a. I it looks know. like a piano so yeah but it like lights piano. up on the side it's like yeah. canvasy so you can they can light up anyway it's kind of cool but it was a lot of fun and at the company party we were yelling suck my balls I didn't yell suck my balls <laughs> it was fun and then we looked back and saw the Mormons get up and it, was <laughs> it was fine it was fine well like and then the very Mormon people um, were probably relatively offended or just uncomfortable and most of them left. I would guess it uncomfortable and then after that which by the way our company is not an LDS company like our our owner is in no way shape or form LDS <laughs> he's we're a not, trumper though like we're not we're not um, you know uncaring or or anything like that we're just that's just not it's not like a typical utah company which is run by mormons and everyone's stuffy it's like the polar opposite at my office uh anyway so it was a lot of fun um i had a good time that's about it and so speaking of parties jess i'm gonna railroad us right into events there are no parties and there's no parties and events. That's bullshit. <laughs> Sundance is a fucking party. That's true. Sundance is a party and it starts on Thursday. And you've got movie tickets to what? One of your movies? On uh, the first and second of February. Yep. The so last weekend. So what movies? Weekend. Um, I'm going to be seeing a movie called Falling. Which is Viggo Mortensen's uh, directorial debut. Is it just a dude falling like the entire film, like an hour and a half? <laughs> no. And it's like the thoughts that are passing through his no. brain. It's like his life story. Sounds no, like Black not Hole. Even close. Hey, did you Actually, mean to leave your glasses here, by the way? Sure did. This set stays. I'm seeing one called hey. Sylvie's Love that um, is about. Sylvie and she's in love? Yes, but it's like set in the 1950s, and it's in New York, and it's about jazz music. And is she in love with jazz music? I don't, I don't know these music. They haven't debuted yet. Like this will be their. I'm just premieres. wondering if there's a better synopsis than there is a massive synopsis, but I don't have it. So that's mine. anyways. Yes, so Sundance starts. Uh, lots of legislative previews are happening before the 27th. So if you're interested, just plug that into your Facebook or your. Google machine and you'll be able to be uh, directed. Plug to it into your face. Plug it into your face. Um, also, this weekend is the Bear Lake Monster Winterfest. Are you oh, going? Yeah. Have you decided? I I already said I was going. Yeah, she's gonna go jump in a frozen lake. Just not again, sure if you're like jumping in the lake. Yeah, I haven't go. decided if I'm jumping yet. Whatever, so. you're gonna do it. <laughs> Peer pressure. Getting there is uh, easy. Not, by the way, jumping in the not. water is easy. It's making the decision because you just don't know how your body's gonna react. Like. 
It's going to be like, motherfucker, this is cold. What was I thinking? <laughs> That's not hard no, to figure out. No, last year when I jumped, because they do it on the the marina, um, and it's a it's basically like a driveway that goes into the water. It's on the Idaho side or the Utah side? It's on the Utah side. And I hit the cement with my foot yeah. when I did it, and that wasn't cool. So, anyways. Um, speaking of, so the legislative session starts on the 27th, and then... On the 30th, there is a group in Utah called Emerging Leaders Initiative of Utah, and they are doing a legislative boot camp. It's free. You just have to register on Eventbrite, and they're doing it at Public Coffee, which is 975 Southwest Temple. I love that place. Yes. So um, that's super awesome. Fantastic. You have on here, Jess, that there is a roller derby starting. Yeah. Is this, is this only up in Ogden, though? No. So this is... At 1415 South 700 West, uh, Unit 17, it's their warehouse. I don't remember if they started last year or the year before. We've been, we've been talking unit about it for a while. Unit 17 sounds an awful lot like a storage unit. It's called the Derby Depot. The Derby Depot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so February 1st is their opening, uh, opening match. Can you buy, I guess they're called. Can you buy beer there? I don't know. I haven't been. Maybe I should go. I can't I would, go on the first. I would love to go see roller derby. So what nights are they on normally, do you know? Um, I'm not sure this was the only event that I noticed listed so far. But um, I think that each event, they pick a charity. And I thought it was really cool because their first one is the Salt Lake City Air Protectors. Oh, nice. Since we had Carl on last week. Um, tickets are Tickets are $10 for that. So that will be... Uh, super fun. What's the ad? What's the address up for there? Fourteen fifteen South, seven hundred West, Unit seventeen. Um, I did. Oh, I forgot to mention something about the last event I was talking about, the Emerging Leaders Initiative of Utah Legislative Boot Camp. Yeah, it is free. Um, that's just, a mouthful. I know. Just mm. go on Eventbrite. You do have to reserve your spot by that day, by the thirtieth. And it's really cool because they're not only they're just putting you through like how to be actively involved, how to go to sessions, um, and then they're also doing like a preview of that first. Do week, you watch so. that cartoon? I'm just a bill on he Capitol just died. Hill. Oh, can I tell you that Eventbrite? <laughs> if you sign up for something through Eventbrite, I got. I've gotten nonstop emails like every day from that. I don't ever service. get them, and I've signed up with two different and email I'm, addresses. <laughs> I am so careful when I sign up for shit to uncheck the fucking contact me things, and I still I get like probably one a day at least from Eventbrite of different shit that might interest me. What have you signed up for? Event? There's a lot of cool Some, things on there though. It's yeah, a lot of local stuff. You, yeah, you can find a lot of like little summits and like local event things and stuff like Eventbrite does have cool stuff um uh the Jen and Derek at Olio use Eventbrite I think for some of their tickets don't they no they use their own I system have, now I have no idea I'm trying to think of what a, another place that I did that was Eventbrite there's a bunch of shit that does Eventbrite mm. like when we did the um the tickets for the uh beer and cheese thing beer chocolate and cheese that was, that a, was an Eventbrite thing right that's so. probably where you got it from. No, because I've done some other stuff since then for like some silicon slopes type stuff. Um, Which is also coming up. Oh, yeah, that's, next, on, that's the end of the month. On the events, but next it is coming up. Two weeks? Two weeks from now? The 30th. 30th next yep. week. Next weekend. Um, yeah, so that, that the big tech summit is going to be in town. 
It's like three days. Um, it's it's actually a really big deal. So, isn't Brenner going to be a part of that? No, no. Um, they have like big keynote speakers, like you know, leaders of Microsoft, Adobe. Um, it's it's massive. It's a massive, massive summit. So, um, also uh, worth mentioning, RSL has started training this week. Um, so. Big resign. A couple of signings this week, actually. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're going to start seeing the roster kind of shape up over the next few weeks. The actual transfer window doesn't officially begin. So they can't announce any signings that maybe they have deals that are basically waiting just to get the ink signed. So transfer window will open, um, in February. But like they already announced week. Beckerman and the Canadian guy. Yeah. But Beckerman's not a transfer. And they just picked up a couple guys out of the draft. Um, the transfer window is a little different. So it's an international window. So they get three months and then they get another month later in the year. Um, and basically it's, it's a window of time where they can bring players from other clubs. So like if there's a player currently under contract with say, you know, Manchester City that RSL is looking at, they can't officially sign him until the transfer window opens and then he can officially come and play. And I guess technically they can sign him before that, but he can't play for the club until the transfer window starts. So we'll probably see some more signings in early preseason. The transfer window actually starts after preseason is, is underway. Uh, the first game is in early March, actually. Um, so, but yeah, Beckerman did sign a new deal. Uh, everyone kind of thought he would. I think they were trying to figure out the right thing for him. He's probably not going to start, I would expect, most of the year. I think he'll probably be a player that comes off the bench uh, to help finish and close games out. Um, doesn't really have the legs to do a full 90 these days, but he's really important to the club, and I think they want to give him, you know, his due. Um, so uh, Coffee's for finishers. Coffee's for closers. Or closers. Closers. Yeah, get the fucking quote right, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but, but, I, uh, I, have, I have a quote for you. I have a quote for you. So today, uh, Tuesday at 3 o'clock, was the end of the signing of the referendum. Um I read earlier today what that it, for the tax, for the tax that we've What's been talking about ta- for like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you do. If you've listened to any of the past episodes, go listen. Anyways, I heard in, I think it was in Murray or Midville, there was 50,000 signatures today at one location. So yeah, I heard I, that. I don't so, know. That's not good, by the way, if that's the case, because they have to be spread out across the counties. Right, but it helps that county. The end count that I saw was 152. Okay, yes. I'm getting to. Uh Tax referendum sponsors report 152,000 signatures collected statewide in 18 counties. They only needed 116,000 and 15 counties to qualify. But they have to have certain percentages from each county. Yes, which they have met. Um, they, They have 14 days to verify all of the numbers, and there's also a 45-day signature removal period. <laughs> and I just wanted to, to quote Ben Winslow's tweet. He says, but given the overall mood of those who signed, I highly doubt you'll see many signature removals. Folks seemed mad, y'all. And if it qualifies, this is really going to mess with you till legislative budget because they can't implement any of the tax bill pending November ballots. Nope, which is fucking awesome because fuck the legislature so, for doing that. congratulations. Awesome for all of the volunteers that went to hospitals, that went to homes, that went to anywhere that people couldn't get out and go sign them, to Harmons, to... There was another um, local business that also got involved. I can't remember who it was. There were a bunch of them. um, 
just like thank you. Like this was an awesome group effort. This, this is this is a big deal because the, the the special session they put this in when they did it, it basically created a scenario where we had about three weeks to actually get signatures together, um, which is which is really impressive to pull one hundred and fifty thousand signatures. They keep doing this crap, though. and it fucking speaks volumes to how wrong they are with what their decision was there. Um, you know what would speak volumes is you people voting them out. Also, breaking news um, this evening, uh, the Utah ban on conversion therapy goes into effect. It was supposed to go into effect on Wednesday, Thank but it officially fucking God. went into effect, which makes Utah the 19th state to ban conversion therapy. Should have been the first. It is the most ridiculous, barbaric bullshit practice. It is so fucking stupid. So awesome. How do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> let me tell you. Can I talk? Can we talk about something else too? Yes. Can we talk about um, the health department condom thing? Yeah. Yes, let's talk about that. So I, this is uh, so for for those of you that have been living under a rock in the last couple of weeks, or just not from Utah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, most of our listeners are from Utah, except for Peter. Who says, who says hi, by the way? That's not true, though. We actually have a lot of listeners from all over the world. Um, Utah is where most of them are, but there are other ones. So, anyway, Utah, the Utah Health Department has this partnership with the, uh, what is it called? The HIV AIDS something or other fucking thingy, my bobber doohickey. Thingy, um, my bobber doohickey. Switch with some HIV coalition. I can't remember the name of the coalition. But basically, they had designed this huge campaign, and this is not like it happened overnight. This is months in the making. Uh, they had been working with um, a, a whole bunch of, of groups to do this big, giant HIV AIDS awareness program. And it's the HIV Surveillance and Protection Programs with Ryan White HIV AIDS Program. Yeah, so this is a big deal. So it's a big deal t- teamed up with uh, the CDC, the you know a bunch of health departments uh, around the country, uh, and Utah's health department came up with some clever stuff. Now, this isn't an original idea. Right. So to be clear, the, some of the stuff that they have done, most of it was modeled off of similar initiatives in surrounding states like Wyoming and Idaho and Colorado. So they did a whole bunch of stuff. So they have uh, an HIV and me website that they launched uh, that has a whole bunch of information about HIV and prevention and risk and things like that. Um, they have uh, a bunch of other educational programs. Um, the H's for Human is the the title of the campaign, by the way. Um, one of the big things that they did is they created a bunch of clever ways. So the number one prevention for AIDS is condoms, using condoms. And so they actually created a bunch of clever Utah-based slogans slash innuendos to put these condoms in in terms of the wrapping to help garner awareness because when you see something like Planned Parenthood does a fantastic job with their buttons for example that we've talked about uh, when you do something that's clever it piques people's interest and they want to learn about what you're telling them uh, in this instance they want to learn about safe sex about HIV prevention about HIV you know management so these are I mean these are really cool like if you go find the pictures of them um, enjoy your mountain is one of the slogans that's on there, and it's it's mountain the way Utahns say you it. Into one's my favorite. You uh, I sets. think that one's funny. There's one that says this is the place that's got a bed on it. I think explore toss your caves is great. Too. I, I like, think toss your Jello salads. Slut. 
for yeah. Salt Lake, Utah. There's, sled. And it's got a, uh, the state of Utah with the star for Salt Lake. Don't go bear. Uh, it has a bear on it. Greatest sex on earth. Explore yeah. Utah's caves. So, <laughs> and, and it's, you know, it's just, <laughs> they're funny slogans. You know, the you into sex. Oh, the Fillmore Beaver sign. Yeah. Like, that's, those are funny, clever things that are very Utah centric. Uh, and so Governor Herbert finds out about this. Put your arch week. into it. And, yeah. <laughs> so he finds out about this last week and just immediately puts a halt to it because the governor. Oh my God. How can you joke about sex? The governor's office is in charge of the Department of Health in the state of Utah. And the governor basically said, Hey, we're all about AIDS prevention, but putting sexual innuendos on packaging for sexual prevention devices is not the way that we are in Utah. Basically, if you make something fun, kids are going to have sex is what I heard when he said that. Uh, so he shut the whole program down, everything, not just the condoms. He shut the whole damn thing down. And then he had a statement which basically said the proper channels were not were not uh, consulted to go. You didn't this. ask me, which is total bullshit, because. The proper channels were. There was a whole fucking long period of time where they were vetting this program. Everyone signed off on it. The directors signed off on it. It didn't go to Governor Herbert, but guess how many things never fucking touch his desk, and that's not the fucking normal process. So as of today, the campaign's back on, but the downside is they already had tried to start recalling uh, the packaging for these condoms that has been distributed all over the place. The condoms themselves are just condoms inside of basically like a piece of cardboard or a piece of paper with these slogans and images on them, which I think is fantastic. But now they're going to destroy all of that packaging, which is the most asinine thing ever. It's really the dumb. stuff that's already out, though. It's not going to get destroyed. No way. No way. I think it's really disappointing because these are the types of things that would really draw awareness to the campaign. I thought it was very clever. I thought it was fantastic. And it's really shitty. Uh, that were that big of fucking prudes in this state. So I didn't notice this before, but um, Enrique says the condom component wasn't the only element of the campaign affected by the by the governor's move. Yeah, they stopped everything. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, Sanders noticed the website associated HIVandMe.com had gone dark. All of its backup. Mm-hmm. So he shut everything. I mean, down. really? Well, it's yeah. because because he thought this is Governor Herbert. This is overreaction. Oh. Wait, this is a sexual innuendo on a condom wrapper? There's no way the state of Utah should be doing this. Shut the whole program down because the whole program has a problem. Shut that shit down. That's what the governor said. Shut that down. Who's smoking pot over there? God (laughs) damn it. We shouldn't have legalized medical marijuana. Oh, he is such a piece of shit. God, he's a fuckball. I can't wait till he's done with office. Is that that yet? Yeah. On another note, uh, there's an amazing person up on the hill that's going to sponsor a bill that you can get wine subscriptions. I think we should back this guy. We need to back that. I saw that. Too. <laughs> yeah, we do. I don't think it'll go anywhere, but you never know. I think nice. I came up with a brilliant idea, actually, because I want to be able to ship in scotch without having to bootleg it. So uh, she doesn't do that, by the way, NSA and Utah state government just does not bootleg. Liquor. <laughs> Except for back off, I'm Herbert. Pretty- I'm pretty Back sure off. I talked about it before. I don't want him to shut the whole thing down because of your fucking no, but illegal this is activity. What, so the DABC has to regulate it, right? Did you know you, you can get cases shipped into the DABC? Yeah, but. Awesome. Okay. But this is what they should create, like Amazon lockers, but like DABC lockers <laughs> that you can have your stuff shipped in. They can do what they need to. And then you just go pick up your stuff. 
There I you go. That was a great they idea. They have a lot of extra space that right now is just being taken up by pallets of fireballs. I so. know. <laughs> they moved but out all the all, beer. But with all of the new locations that they're talking about building, they're building a new liquor store in Saratoga Springs. Yes, because contrary to popular belief, people drink in the state of Utah. And I can guarantee you the size of Saratoga Springs is also going to be just down the street from the new temple. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, still, I thought it was a cool idea. They, they still, Saratoga the Springs lockers. still doesn't even I know, have that's a, what I was just going to say. Liquor lockers. Yeah. Don't read my brain. <laughs> Yeah, stop it, you fucker. Uh, okay, so I wanted to talk. So that actually kind of ties in. The condom thing kind of does tie in with um, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and City Weekly, thanks, guys. We steal your shit. Um, they had a well, they had a good write-up on this. This has been something that's kind of been in the news in the last little bit because it's going to be something proposed, uh, I think, on a hill in this session. Um, so... There, there's this amendment that's been out there since the 70s, I believe, called the Equal Rights Amendment. Now, this is an amendment to the U.S. Constitution. They do happen uh, very infrequently nowadays. Uh, the first ten are your Bill of Rights, um, but that's the beauty of the Constitution. It's not a set-in-stone document. It can change. No, but apparently it's like reading a foreign language. What is? The Constitution. Oh. Um. So the Equal Rights Amendment was proposed. When when did it actually get passed in the legislative bodies? Um, I can't remember the day. I want to say it was in the 70s, but maybe it was the 80s. Alice Paul, she introduced the ERA at Seneca Falls in 1923. Yeah, but that's that's not that's not when it was actually introduced. Because it was in 77 when they were here trying to get it passed. Yeah, so it might have even been in the 60s. Sorry, I just am looking. Looking, uh, looking, looking. Uh, we need looking music. Anyway, so we passed it nationally. And then almost immediately we had like, I think, 17 or 18 states ratify it. Um, uh, and to make a constitutional amendment, just a little constitutional lesson for everyone, um, in 1980, uh, the Republican Party stripped its support of the ERA. Nine, uh, March 22nd, 1972, uh, the 1943 version of the ERA finally passed the Senate. See, and the I House. told you it was way back further. It's just so take, it, it took. It was in time. 1972 that it actually passed Congress. So, but in order for uh, something to be amended to the Constitution, you have to have uh, a majority of the states ratify it. So, in this case, that magical number is 38, and Utah is poised to be that 38th state now. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? So, Kate Kelly, who has been on our show, just helped get it ratified in Virginia. And so, there's a lot of momentum here. But I think a lot of people don't know that it hasn't been. Like, I was talking to my mom about this, and she was like... What? Yeah, I was Bri- like, yeah, mom. I was like, what? Bree's mom and Bree's ex-husband were in the same the same boat. They didn't know. Yeah, so. and, and that's that's I think what is is scary and some of the things to keep in mind. So what the Equal Rights Amendment basically says is that regardless of uh, sex, men and women should be equal, and they should be equal in everything, uh, regardless of of sex. So it means. You know, when it comes to things like property ownership, you know, right now in some states, um, if a man and a woman get divorced, divorced, technically, now it doesn't necessarily work this way practically. Technically, all that is the man's stuff. In a lot of states, Utah is is one of the exceptions. 
uh, men have most of the rights when it comes to things like kids and property ownership. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. The other place where you start to see this happen um, uh, is is uh, wage discrimination. That's probably the biggest, right? Women today still make roughly the same percentage less than men as they did when this was passed in Congress in the early 70s. That percentage difference, that wage gap hasn't really changed. Can someone please, please... Please assassinate Gail Ruzica. So, and I and I want to read I want to read the actual text of the Equal Rights Amendment because I think it's important because the part of the reason it hasn't been ratified is people like Gail Ruzica and the Eagle Forum and the bullshit that they they throw out there as to what it actually means. Well, and I've heard said I don't know if this is true that Utah's Equal Rights Amendment, so Utah states, is actually much. Uh, like this is kind of the the one for the country is fairly loose, like it's kind of broad. But the one for Utah is very specific. And yeah, so l- let me read the the amendment. So in 1923, uh, it was proposed to read: Men and women shall have equal rights throughout the United States in every place subject to its jurisdiction. Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. In 1943, it was changed, uh, and this is what's called the Alice Paul Amendment. Um, this is the one that was actually ratified or, or passed by Congress in the 70s. Section 1, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Section 2, the Congress shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article Section three, this amendment shall take effect two years after the date of ratification. So even if we ratify it this year, it's still two years for this to take effect. But plain and simple, it says equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged on the basis of sex. That's it. That's the amendment. That's all it says. You cannot you cannot treat men and women differently purely because of their sex. So one of the things that... Uh, the Eagle Forum, one of the things that conservatives in general, I, I don't even want to leave it to the Eagle Forum, though they're, they're one of the big problems in the state of Utah. Uh, the LDS Church is also a big opponent. They have been for 40 years of giving women equal rights. Um, there's a couple big pieces that they always point to. The first is abortion. If women are given equal rights to men, that means basically there's not a lot of room for anti-abortionists to stand on because now a woman's body is her body, and what happens in her body is completely her decision, which means abortion can't be governed by anyone. Because right now, a woman has no rights like a man does. If you were to tell a man, well, no, you've got to keep that poop inside you because um, whatever. I don't know. I don't know a good correlation because <laughs> there's not one. There isn't. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's no correlation really because there isn't one. But, But... You, you, right now we can tell a woman how her reproductive system works. Well, it, for instance, if you were to say to a man, okay, your wife is dying and we have a way to keep your, your unborn child alive inside you, a man could say, nah. No, nah, I'm good. But if, uh, if, if there's a woman who's pregnant and her spouse has just died and now she has no way to support that unborn child and decides to have an abortion, they go, no, you have to keep it. 
Well, they can't say that. And so that's the whole argument is that abortion rights uh, will be empowered by women having equal rights. And they might, um, but they might not because... But you know what, guys? Abortion is legal. For now. Okay, I know, but I'm just saying. I don't... But You're fighting against something that has already been made legal. That's probably the... That's probably the biggest one, though, is is abortion. So there's a few others that get thrown out there. Uh, one is uh, women and men are not equal, so they shouldn't be treated equal. Women are inferior physically to men, which is total bullshit. But it comes into play. They'll talk about things like the military draft. Well, women don't have to sign up for the draft. Every man, when you're 18 years old in this country, you have to sign up for the draft. And if you don't, um, the consequences... Really, the consequences are you don't get funding for college. That's about it. Like, you can't file for federal funding without it. Um, But ultimately, women don't have to sign up for the draft. So if we did have a draft, women are exempt from it because they're not covered under the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, I don't know that that means that they would have to sign up for the draft. And I don't think that women would have a problem with that. Um, so there's, there's stuff like that. Um, but they say a lot of broad statements. People like Gail Rosica and the Eagle Forum will say a whole bunch of broad things to try and dissuade people from thinking the Equal Rights Amendment is a good thing. Uh, I want to read this quote from Karen Shepard, who is a, um, a former U.S. representative for us. Uh, and she said, here we have a significant wage gap in Utah. It's the same as it was 30 years ago. So that's what I was saying. And women are grossly underrepresented in Congress and in all legislatures in the nation. And our children are often simply uncared for because their parents work. Child care is too expensive and they have to fend for themselves. And that's because both parents have to work. That's because both parents have to work because women don't make as much as men. Um, and, and so kids kind of just get left in the dark. And that's because they don't have equal rights. And on the opposite side, you'll have, you know, folks like the Eagle Forum saying, well, women shouldn't get paid as much because it takes them out of the home. Because a woman pursuing her career isn't staying home and taking care of the child. And that's where the woman belongs. Again, that's not equal rights. And I don't know how any self-respecting woman would say that all women need to make that decision and be in that same place. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think we're all in agreement. Don't we want the <laughs> yes. equal rights amendment? Yeah. There's a bunch of shit about bathrooms. Uh, people try to say it's about bathrooms, um, which is how is total it about bullshit. bathrooms? Who cares? Just make all the damn bathrooms unisex. That's what I think they should fucking do. There's no reason to have separated bathrooms. Um, I think men should be able to pee in private, just like women. Just put this, put them in stalls, put everybody in the same bathroom. Just go stand in line, and then it makes men have to wait in a damn line too. I mean, I get why the LDS Church doesn't want to empower women because they're already that, they try to keep them down enough as that it is. Goes against their entire fundamental back and really the the mormon church is the problem here because in the in the 70s um the international women's convention came to utah trying to get utah to ratify the era uh and the mormons got ten thousand women uh basically to show up at the event and destroy it uh and and that's that's pretty crazy to me. I don't understand how the Mormon church who proclaims that women are, are sacred and awesome can't fight for their rights. Well, it's not equal rights. So if also you want 
more on this. Um, I mentioned Kate Kelly was on our show. Um, she just started a podcast. Uh, it has two episodes and it's called Ordinary Equality and she will cover a lot of this stuff. So it's good to just educate yourself. Well, it's our pleasure to be joined uh, with the uh, CEO of, is it Sukavu? Yeah. Good uh, job. Crystal McMullen. Uh, Sukavu is a uh, Utah-based uh, CBD or cannabinoid country. Country? country? Country. It's a whole country. Yes. Man, I cannot, I cannot talk. Yeah, you. but you said cannabinoid. Do you need yes. to borrow my glasses? Yes. How did you say cannabinoid and not company? <laughs> <laughs> it has been, this is our, for, this is, uh, every month roughly we meet as a company. There are, there's a council of elders essentially, um, <laughs> that meet to determine the future of the company. Uh, it's a, it's a big group of people in the company that kind of make big steering you decisions. You can say company it's now. Like Lord of yes. the Rings. Yeah, I'm just saying that co- this talking about this so that I can say the word company enough. Um, <laughs> but but it was this week, it was today, um, and it's basically like six hours of solid um, company direction meeting and um, future planning and uh, fixing problems and assigning teams to fix other problems, and it melts my brain, and so I'm pretty useless afterwards, so... That's why I can't say words properly now. Yes, but you said her company name right and cannabinoids. Yes. So high five across the table. That was just a totally phonetic thing, Sukavu. I love it. <laughs> Can I tell you, I was listening, speaking of pronunciations, we'll get to you in just a second. <laughs> this is important. We'll get to um, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about a promo from their sponsor um, and they kept saying Bachmel. And they talked about the Bachmel buffet in Las Vegas. What the hell? It's fucking Bechamel. And I yelled <laughs> at my, my stereo in my car that was playing it because they kept Please saying. Please tell it me you left them a review. Over and over and over. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> it is a term in the culinary world. It's Bechamel. It's not Bachmel. It was really infuriating. <laughs> Sorry. So, Crystal. That's okay. You can't say legislator. So. I, I, yeah, I can. And I can say legislature. I just don't say them you in the correct You just use them spots. interchangeably. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me started on cell and cell oh, uh, in man. the proper context in a spelling. Uh, yeah, that's awful. Uh, so, Crystal, uh, what do you guys do at this company at Sukabu? We are a cannabinoid company. So we farm, we take a cannabinoid product from farming the hemp, from the seeds to farming to um, creating the different products to sales, so the whole shebang. So when when you say farming, you're farming in Utah, right? Yeah, we have one of the, we had one of the first licenses in Utah. How did that happen? I'm just curious, like. Good luck? It had to have been, <laughs> just with the, the way the laws are, are so backwards. Yeah, we had we have other Department of Agriculture farms in other states and I think that helped because we'd been farming in Oregon and also in Colorado for 6 years. So and, and when you say when you say farming um you know cannabinoid products and, and hemp in particular are you guys farming um, you know, full marijuana plants and, and getting the full leaves and buds, or are you really just doing hemp stock farming? We're, uh, we started out farming marijuana and we've moved completely to farming hemp. Hemp is really a remarkable product, isn't it? Oh my it? gosh. Yes. So, so I, 
Should we should we step back before I Let's get into like back. all the like serious questions? <laughs> that's my step back. I thought it was me me me. Oh, that's backing up. <laughs> yeah, that's a backup alarm. I, <laughs> I got to get a soundboard on this computer, guys. Okay. I know we got our fancy new board. You just need to like get those <laughs> nice. Get those. So this is our second time using the board. First time with the chairs. We had some <sighs> listeners who our, loved us and gave us a few donations, so we did a, a little year of upgrades. upgrades. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so should, I'll ask, do you want me to ask the backup yes, question? We want I'll you ask to ask. Yeah, I thought you That's were going to. Oh, that was my segue. That's I why I wasn't. Lo- you, Sorry. you made your own segue and then just Sorry, jumped then right just past dropped it. the ball. Okay, so we want to know where are you from? Where were you born? Are you from um, Utah? I was born in Utah and left at six months. So I'm a military <laughs> uh, um, brat, uh, 13 different schools from kindergarten to high school. But we ended up back here at Hill Air Force Base. Okay, so. Did you do all of the typical Germany, all of that other? Uh, we did Japan. Japan. Yeah, you know. that was our, and a lot in Florida, Quantico. My dad was a helicopter pilot initially, and then a linguist. He speaks nine languages, so he oh, went wow. into special oh, wow. forces. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, don't Wait. mess with him. So, so how many people yell at you? He's, he's the one that you languages. take around and like don't tell anybody that he yeah. speaks languages, and then so you take him when you get your nails done, so he can yeah. tell you what they're really like, saying yeah. about you. That would be awesome. <laughs> he doesn't know Vietnamese. I think that's my, well, you uh, could just right. take that is the majority for that. True, that's true. So, okay, so you made the rounds. When did you land back in Utah? About what age? High school. High school. Yep, Ogden High. Ogden. High. Yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah, I survived. No one has ever been like, I went to Ogden High. It was awesome. I will say it was awesome. <laughs> no, but you did not start that way. You said, I went to Ogden High. Well, we I had survived. had that previous conversation about what Ogden, Ogden I lived in. The bad so. part. She lived in the shooty, shooty Ogden, for those of you that aren't aware. The part where Al Capone said he'd never walk down the street. Oh, wow. For real. The mean yeah. streets of Ogden. I mean, my first day in, um, in school, I did get... Uh, I had an encounter of me talking shit. Uh, can I say that word? Yeah, yeah, you say whatever you, you want. Talking shit about someone who I didn't even know, and my I was warned I might have to throw down, and so I just set my <laughs> books down, and I thought, I guess this is what happens when you go to Ogden High School. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's I can throw down. My dad's fucking special forces. I'll beat yeah. someone's ass. She actually started laughing. She was like, no one's done that before. They, like, run away, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yes. And then did you become friends? We did, actually. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know what they say. To prison, prison, you find the biggest, baddest motherfucker and beat him up. Okay. Well, remember that. <laughs> you got plans on going to prison? No, but just well, in case. Her, her line of work. I, I, I don't know. Actually, you're right. You never happen. know what the. Okay, so Ogden High, then what? Weber State. Weber State, what did you So you just in? stayed in Ogden? I did stay in Ogden. Um, I studied a lot of things, but I ended up with a degree in psychology and family studies. So, so, so somehow this is going to have to connect yes. <laughs> how that made it to uh, school. Uh, while I was going through school, I worked as a farm pharmacy tech, mm-hmm. and um, my interest in in that was just I loved it. We had an eighty year old pharmacist who had come back out of retirement after his wife passed away, and he was still making tinctures and poultices, and he was doing old school counseling. Like, hey, I'm going to give you this. This is a band aid. If you don't change your life. You're going to be coming back and adding a new one in six months and then 12 hmm. months. And so that's where he taught me how wow. to do those things. So I've always, um, my, I make prison wine, according to my son, which is kombucha. Uh, um, so wine. I'm ready. And then. <laughs> that's just gross. 
gross. Like kombucha's not prison wine. You're not getting drunk from it. It's just gross. As long as you're not you making it could, in the bathtub. <laughs> no, not making it in the bathtub. I, no, I, she makes it in the back of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> She's in prison. She does. I I have plans. I have a strategy. I mean, I think think to qualify as prison wine, it has to actually sit in the toilet to ferment. Hey, in Las Vegas, you do have to show ID. They do have kombucha that has enough alcohol that you have to ID for it. Just we don't have it in Utah. Yet kombucha is still nasty. I don't understand. Maybe you how just people haven't had well, some with enough juice. alcohol. Yeah, I guess I'll bring it. you bring you some, and we'll, we'll high quality. You got some yeah, high quality I got kombucha. Some good stuff. Yeah, with enough okay. alcohol in it, anything. Yeah, I'll just no, I'll wait true. another six months for <laughs> the fermentation. I got some isopropyl alcohol up there. I promise you, that doesn't taste good. <laughs> you had Everclear. That's not good either. <laughs> oh my God. I think she's got a plan. So first, she's gonna beat somebody up in prison, yes. and then after the fight, then she's like, "Let's cheers to kombucha." So if you make kombucha in prison instead of prison wine, do you get to charge a premium because there's <laughs> there's like hipsters in prison too? Maybe. <laughs> it depends on where she's at in prison. Well, because yeah. they'll drink it even though they don't like it because they're hipsters. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. you're gonna sell yeah. out. Yes. Whether it's good or not, because they're hipsters. <laughs> All right, so you learn how to make tinctures yes. with this amazing pharmacist and kombucha yeah. and kombucha. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so all right, keep going. <laughs> um, and then I worked in social services. Thought I could change the world, and no, that's not a possible option when you work in that industry. <laughs> and then just started in business. My husband and I have owned multiple businesses, starting from a daycare uh, with sixty-four kids. Whoa! To he started. He actually pioneered coffee carts he's from seattle in ogden like he had to get code from seattle to bring down here he was a little before his time and he also didn't realize he was in utah so we uh <laughs> well, we, he was in the right Aww. part of utah yeah, i mean yeah. if you're and gonna I start know. a coffee cart at yeah. least ogden's the right place yeah. so um we and then went into consulting and just work with other companies originally helping them like set up just different standards and practices to help them be successful and our business partner we Invested in farms initially with him, and he kept saying, we need to do CBD, we need to do it, we need to do cannabinoids. And you kept saying, we're in Utah. And I just was like, no. <laughs> well, he was. I just kept telling him, call call my husband, Keith, and um, call him and see what he says. And then the timing was right. And we had a really, we have a very unique um, hemp strain that we've been working on for a long time. And even though we were white labeling for other companies, when Forbes basically came out with their saying that it was going to grow 700% and $22 billion by 2022. Every Tom, Dick and Harry thought, I know what I'll do. I'll make some CBD. And then they wanted it cheaper and not as good. And so we kind of just said, we need to do it. We've got something special. So let's, let's go out on our own. Yeah. And that, I mean, that really is a problem with CBD. So every Tom, Dick and Harry now, because you, no one's stopping CBD from being on the shelves. There's no, it's not taboo to take it anymore, uh, for whatever ails you. It's magic snake oil, it mm-hmm. seems. And so there are a million ways from Sunday different CBD products out there. Most of them are total garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, even in the state of Utah, so they did regulation where you needed to send in your certificate of analysis or COA as they call them, which is basically this is what is in this product. Um, and when we, I don't know if you saw on the news, but over the last year, there were 39 cases of poisoning for CBD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and arsenic was a big component of that. When I called and said, hey, these companies aren't even on your registry. And they said, well, 
we did this, but we have no funding to enforce anything. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a huge oversight. So it's well, kind it's, of just ran wild. It's just like the way the FDA handles nutritional supplements. Oh, gosh. They don't. Uh, and so nutritional supplements, and air quotes for those of you that can't see um, what we're doing on an audio show, <laughs> nutritional supplements, I mean, you can go get like ginkgo biloba extract that is not fucking ginkgo biloba. It's yeah. like got 2% ginkgo biloba and it's a bunch of pill filler. I think you should keep saying that. Ginkgo biloba. <laughs> I don't even know why it it's shows It's like Kona that. coffee in Hawaii. It only has to have like 20% of Kona. Yeah. Considered mm-hmm. And the rest of it could be monkey poop coffee. Except <laughs> yeah. That's way more expensive. So yeah. Indonesian and monkey shit coffee. And it's not very good, is. actually. Well, of course it's not. <laughs> Something pooped out that coffee. How could you think that drinking poop flavored coffee is good? <laughs> I don't care what they do after the poop hits it. It's been in something's body and pooped out. I'm not going to drink it. Crystal's like, is that what? a real thing? Like, yes. Oh, yes. oh my no, gosh. No, it's the most oh, expensive coffee on the planet in indonesia there is a a particular island that has they grow coffee beans and this species of monkey eats them eats Mm -hmm. them and poops them out and then they go dig through the poop and get the beans and roast them and make coffee out of it wow there's a place where they use the yeast in somebody's beard to uh yeah that was up in the pacific northwest you could use my beard yeast if you want to make beer (laughs) yeah it's uh, fine. It's totally hygienic. It's okay. <laughs> Don't nope. worry about it. So, no. so it's you like why am I here? <laughs> so you guys start growing um, in the Pacific Northwest, right? Mm-hmm. In yes. Oregon. I gotta ask though, where did you get it? Like a mail order catalog? Hey, I'd like some hemp to grow. So originally, before this isn't allowed, it's like a now, sourdough starter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we actually brought um, our agronomist got seeds from Europe. Um, initially some real true, like what the plant should be like. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about in the United States, we've literally bastardized this, this plant. Mm-hmm. And we have at Canacup, we had a, a cannabis plant with 80% THC. That's not how it is in nature. No. We're just looking. I mean, at that point, it's like that was what was selling. So let's hybridize more THC, more THC, more THC. So we tried to go back to the source and, and, you know, we call ours, we're, we've trademarked real spectrum, which is it's really what's in, was in the plant. In the beginning and that's what we're trying to get it back to looking at at plants from all over the world i mean china has the longest running although we don't want to get it from china at this point because we don't know what they're necessarily doing there but um you know we keep hybridizing and that's really what's important to us is trying to get those other cannabinoids back in so that's why we say we're a cannabinoid company we're not a cbd company when people are like why would you start that everyone started cbd i'm like well we're not competing with them because, you know, right now we're currently in the process of a Guinness Book World Record for the most cannabinoids in a product. Wow. That's and so, awesome. yeah, we really, I mean, when we talk about the entourage effect, that's so important because it's a whole plant product. But when we have it out of proportion, we're not seeing, and it, it does become a snake oil, but there's there's a little science behind our endocannabinoid system and why it can seem. I work with a lot of physicians um, that I, you know, they put me to the test and think it's snake oil and crap. And then I just show them the research. So, well, I don't think I personally don't think it's snake oil, but I think that it it's in some respects has that effect as well, because there are conditions that people are like, Oh, it's going to magically work. Well, <laughs> everything works for everyone differently. Your body chemistry has a huge impact on how things yep. interact with you. And the placebo effect is real. I mean, we know oh, yeah. that every single trial that's been done, it is a real thing, but 
again, who cares if that's, if that's what it is and it helped you and, you know, helped you with something, I guess that's, and then over time, that placebo effect should be really small, you know, a small amount of people that are experiencing that. And then everyone else is really seeing something. And, um, so I don't know if you know this, but part of my passion about this is educating people. We have, it was discovered in the late, in seventies, but really became known and put into medical school, medical school in the late night, like nineties, um, that we have an endocannabinoid system. So it's interesting, like we have a respiratory system and a circulatory system and all of those things. We have a system that actually produces endocannabinoids already. And so these are just phytonutrients that match up and we're very much out of whack. That whole system's job is to create homeostasis. And it's the communication. It goes from um, Dr. Blair from uh, Washington. He's been practicing cannabinoid medicine legally as a physician for 10 years. And he says, and I loved this analogy, he said, the brain's like calling, hey, liver, how are you? Uh, kidneys, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, they must be fine. They never called me back. They'll let me know. But the cannabinoid receptor is like right there where the organ is and it like has the key. And so it's like, um, it looks like cobwebs here. Um, I knock, nobody answers and it opens the door and it's like, oh my gosh, hazmat, like, and calls back to the brain and says, we need this. And so that's why you can see it respond in so many organs. There's not a system or an organ that's not touched by our endocannabinoid system. Hmm. So kind of this, the snake oil effect. And that's a lot of what physicians tell me. It's like, well, it cures everything. Well, it doesn't cure anything, but if it creates balance, it gets you back to, we call it the Goldilocks zone. Too much or too little. We just want to be just right. We want to be right in the middle. And that's when we have that balance. I mean, women, we know when we cycle, we get a little cray cray, right? Like, so if we can have something that can kind of balance that out and send signals to say, hey, we get need to get this under control, the same way with people, we have ADHD and schizophrenia and autism kids that are just really like this is working for them. And it's it's when I go out in the field, I'm just so passionate about those stories and what how it's helping. Well, I mean, it's to, to me, when you take something in a pill form, it's no different um, than than taking something like aspirin. Yeah, right. Aspirin is not it's synthetic now as we think about it, but it was derived from a tree mm-hmm. from the bark of a tree that people took to deal with issues that they just they brewed it into a tea or they smoked it to deal with issues in it. And now it's a drug that we've synthetically manufactured. Uh, and that's how most of our medicine has, has evolved yeah. over the years. So getting back closer to that, that root of, of, you know, where that medicine came from, uh, potentially has, you know, more positive effects on the body than just taking some synthesized version or some dumbed down version of a specific little of piece it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. How do your farms work? Talk to us about your farms. Um, so we partner with farmers already. So they have that the industry of the farmers. We have our own agronomists that are the hybridizers and also the educators. Like this is a plant that has a male and female. If you don't cull the male at the right time, then the female doesn't produce. And we have a lot of farmers in Utah that struggled. They didn't huh. have very much CBD. So there is an education component and these farmers, you know, they're good at what they do and they've been doing it for a long time. So it, it, it we just go in and say, here's the process and check on them and partner with them. Uh, we provide all the seeds, they farm. Um, we already have some farmers in Idaho that we have a couple of organic farms, which currently there's not a USDA organic certification for hemp. Hmm. But where they already have it, at least we can say this is grown on a certified organic farm that's, you know, currently certified. So we're, you know, we look for people who are unique and who 
um, who want to partner with us to, to grow. Is it grown inside, outside? Is it? Um, outside. So we always end up outside. However, this year we were, it was very, very wet. And so we started our starts inside and then moved and transported them to the farms, so, at least here in Utah. As it's farmed and, and it grows up. So hemp is an amazing plant. You know, ignore the, the THC, the psychoactive chemicals that, that can be produced in the buds. Um, hemp itself as a plant is quite amazing in all the things that it's, it's able to be used for. So to extract, can you talk about the process of extracting the cannabo, canna, the CBD oils out of the plant? I'm just going to stop trying. Can, can you talk about that process and then what's left over and what's done with what's left over? So, um, we actually sell our biomass currently, which is the product after, but we have some really unique. Most people have to dry the plant, which can be very um, labor intensive and also have a lot of, like you have a danger of mold and not being able to use it. We have a unique extraction process where we can do it wet, which has really helped us. This year was our first year we did it. And so that's been super beneficial. And then just extracting out the individual cannabinoids. And we actually make currently make a um, THC free product because still, even though it's legal here, if you work at the hospital, you're a teacher, you're a fireman, you're a, work for the military, um, they, we don't have our tests currently, even the test, if you get pulled over is a cannabinoid test. It's not a THC test. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've seen a lot of people really worried about that. We have a, a postal worker in Tooele and she literally has like every month she's randomly tested because huh. everyone knows she's using it. And she's like, well, I have all the tests to prove it. So, um, we work with them, you know, in the, in the process of, cutting down the plant, pulling off the um, the buds and, and getting those to the extraction facility. And, and in this one case in Utah, we actually extracted right there and then we sent it to a facility to break it down even more. And I know I'm not huge into that part. Our other partner, that's his, his game. Um, and he, I mean, we use a ultrasonic cavitation process, which nano amplifies it to match our own cells. So it's bioavailable. I mean, they, all that science part of it, we really, are are on top of that and also new technologies because people keep keep learning more and more and they are like oh we're like let's adopt that that's something that makes sense to us so and then for all the all the leftovers the hemp stocks and everything you're just selling that yeah stuff we currently sell the biomass uh, just because it's such a huge undertaking to to take that i mean you're right the plant is so it's stronger tensile strength than steel like right. it's it's just it's a am- great fiber to oh make gosh. stuff. It's it's amazing. It, the oils inside of the plant. Yeah, I mean, are, we are could fantastic. be using it for fuel. Like in uh, Vietnam, they planted it as soon as they got somewhere. I mean, we we hear stories. I was in Parowan, um doing an event, and the guy said, "Oh yeah, we used to smoke hemp rope, like because <laughs> they didn't extract out you know the THC, even though there was a small amount. But in the war, that's so. It's just fun to hear these stories." Um, about how the plant is amazing. And one of the things that you have to be worried about and why these certificate of analysis and knowing the product that you're purchasing is so important is because this plant pulls toxins from the soil, just like it does in our body. So um, if you plant it in a place, like if you plant it in a parawan where they're the downwindows, you're going to be in trouble of what's coming out into that plant. So you have to, the extraction process, you have to be so, so careful about that. So stay away from Copperton hemp. Is yes. what you're <laughs> Yeah. If it's grown in daybreak, stay away. I mean, they used it at Cherno- Chernobyl, and they could grow on the land in three years. Like that's pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty amazing plant. I mean, the things like oil and paper are some of the things, and, and the, just the textiles that you can make with it 
Those are big reasons why it was made illegal. Yeah. Had nothing to do with its actual drug related properties. It was all about big business shutting down a potential threat to their their industry. Yeah, that was all propaganda. And fortunately with social media and, and like we have the ability to be like, that was that was crap. That was BS. Like mm-hmm. um and really have but the government still, the FDA is still, I mean, they're writing letters all the time and shutting, trying to shut you down if you're making any claims, if you're, you know, we have to be really careful of just sharing stories. This is an actual story. This person had this happen. We're not saying it will cure everybody, but we have to really state that all the time. Well, because you're in a, you're in a space, it's the same thing as nutritional supplements. Yeah. You're in a space where you have to be careful about what you claim because you're not being approved by the FDA as a, as a, a potential drug. Uh, you're, you're a supplement. Yeah. And so the, the claims that you make, you can't really make. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but what do you think then about, um, you know, medicinal marijuana, which is not just the cannabis oil, uh, but also the, the actual THC component, um, and, and that process and what's kind of happening around the country in regards to, you know, more of a whole plant sort of solution. Um, Currently, because it's federally illegal, we're not even going there. But do we believe as a company that there are some medicinal benefits? Yes. Um, however, we know like for children and consecutive use can really slow down brain development. So we kind of have this philosophy that that's going to have to be a little more regulated. Um, there are kids in Ogden going and buying bottles of CBD. And if you drink that whole thing, you'll get high. So they got mommy's credit card. They're swiping stuff wow. there. So. But there's there's kids in Ogden drinking whole yeah. bottles of, of cough wash. syrup yeah. yep. because right. if you drink a whole bottle of Robitussin, you'll yeah. get high. Yeah, and it's it, it's like a – I just think we kind of have the idea, too, that if we can do it correctly. Like let's – you know, we laugh because it's like, well, yeah, we, we saw if they were – we said, are you 13 or not? And they checked a box. It's like carding someone be like, you, you have an ID, right? You're over 21. Come on in. Like we just don't really have some of those things that we need to to protect – just protect kids and they're going to get it. Yep. And hopefully they're just using it randomly, recreationally. This doesn't become something continual because we know that that does slow development and formal operational thinking and those kind of things. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and what passes. And even outside of kids, I mean, when you make something illegal, you can't study it. Yeah. Right. And so we can't, we can't back up things that, that we seem to believe are true that look true, especially like, you know, some of the effects of whole plant because we can't actually create the studies to make those yeah. those claims. There are so. a few outside of the U.S. like we are seeing. Yeah. There are some there. The other interesting thing and in why we're making a CBG line, it's the so it's the parent cannabinoid. The first cannabinoid is CBG. And then as the plant matures, it breaks down into other compounds. Well, CBG currently, as we know, we just obviously there was two new cannabinoids that came out, but currently CBG is the only one that responds to CB1 receptors, which is the same as THC, but with no psychoactive. So we feel like that could be a really good place to start and make something that's really safe that we're not worrying about, you know, those other components. I don't worry about those other components. <laughs> I will say, though, regardless of age, if you are a pothead, you are dumber. Like I, everyone I, I hear, that I've ever known, says, yeah. everyone that I've ever known that has prolonged pot use where they're doing it on a daily basis for whatever reason, they're dumber. And it's it's a short-term memory loss thing. It's not that they're actually physically stupider, but they have real problems with short-term memory. They have real problems with, with quick analytical thinking. It takes them a lot longer to do some of that stuff. But 
I can say with certainty the people that I've been around that were potheads and then stopped being potheads, after six months to a year, things return to normal, yeah. uh, which is which is pretty amazing when yeah. you think about how really fucked they made their brain <laughs> during the time. <laughs> well, for me, it's always, I always say, I swear, in high school, it was these kids that were so brilliant, probably would have been diagnosed with like ADHD or like that spectrum disorder. Their brains were just going, they were getting 30, you know, mat, getting the total score on the ACTs and SATs and they're out in the parking lot. And so I do mm-hmm. think that there was like, there's a part of that where they realized this was helping them, um, you know, slow down or do something. But again, like you said, prolonged use and then knowing if they continued, I think most people kind of grow out of that and it mm-hmm. becomes like a weekend thing or something. They're not like daily, but I, it would be interesting. And like you said, the studies, we need those studies. We need to, who's going to sign up for that prolonged use? We are you talking, talking about <laughs> things no, passing. Function during the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, since your company has been in the forefront of this here in Utah, have you been involved at all with lobbying or legislation or any of that? Um, we really haven't, to be honest. Um, there are a lot of people in this, in this sphere that were and, and we're doing it. Unfortunately, right as we were launching, so April 1st was our launch and we were like building up to that. We were kind of preoccupied, but we, we plan on doing that. We plan on being more and we're also, we get a lot of, um, people's stories. We are partnering with the company to start some actual studies and so that we can, we can be a part of that. And there's a lot of, there's some really great, um, like I've spoke to the people at University of Utah. I mean, most of the universities here, Weber State has a growing program. University oh. of Utah has a growing program. Utah State has a growing program. So they're, they're looking at research and, and that's something that they want to do. And I think that's so important. Um, Stanford got nine million dollars in research. Wow. University of Utah was wow. like 47. The real question is, when is the federal government going to deregulate the fucking drug? And take it off? Because all this, I mean, at some point, something's going to happen and this will end up in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the only way that this is going to go unless we can manage to get a Democratic House, Senate, and presidency. I don't, I don't really see Republicans ever pulling this off of the scheduled list. Uh, and so I think it will take, it will take the DEA, um, going after some agency or some state's run system for this to to really come to a head and for the the courts will have to make a decision at some point. Yeah, I think they like point fingers. Oh, the FDA will regulate and then, oh, that state's doing it. And, you know, where I travel all around the country, I'll go to Massachusetts. People are growing marijuana in their backyard mm-hmm. and they have their little They do here, too. I pressure. Can, I can show you. <laughs> Especially in Kearns. Is that what you're... I, I'm not going to say Kearns, but I know some people that grow in their backyard. Yeah. So. Oh, my dad's best friend did because he was paraplegic. Like. Yeah. yeah. And that's just it. I mean, uh, so... Uh, Let's let's talk a little bit about some of those regulations then. So because it's still illegal federally, um, there's stuff, you know, for people that, that do um, marijuana, uh, that are, you know, recreational marijuana in a state like Colorado or Nevada, they're not able to have bank accounts. Yeah. Credit card processing is near impossible. They basically just create a Square account until Square shuts them down uh, if they're going to do credit cards. But it's a heavy cash business. Yeah. It, it's a heavy cash business where 
they basically have to be armed security guards all the time because of the amount of cash and because they can't put it in a bank because it can be seized federally. And banks will not open up accounts for businesses they know sell because they can't insure them. Go to your small, so we do, we have a bank, um, go to your small community um, credit unions and get some forward thinking people. So we actually, I'm not going to say their name because I don't know if they'd be like, mm, why did you tell everyone? You're like, oh, your account's <laughs> gone now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, but then credit card processing is because that's federally regulated. That becomes, you know, something that's more difficult. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had some leniency for people who had had it previously, but anybody new in the game. Yeah, you're right. It's cash. And that's, that's almost just as dangerous. You know, you're, you're again, criminalizing that's more danger. it. It's way more dangerous. And my question for you is not being, in the you know necessarily in the THC side of the game where you're selling in a you know a recreational type product, um, how are you facing a lot of those same challenges? Do you have a lot of problems with the the CBD product or the CBG product or whatever cannabinoid product it is in in terms of selling it and and being able to deal with the financial transactions? Uh, we don't on the financial transactions right now. Um, but that was really, anybody new is going to have that same thing. It's a, you have to be doing X amount before they'll even look at you. And so you can't really start out and go to a million dollars. Like you just, you have to, so those people are, they're going to play the small transfer money. But again, people are Venmoing. People are like, we work around it when they do that. It just makes everybody try and, you know, have to be in an illegal sphere of, okay, well, I'm going to do this if I don't want to do cash. Um, and I, I hear a lot of people are like, thank heavens for Venmo, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and square processing and things like that where, um, and square actually has a program for, and they say for cannabinoid companies, you can disclose that's what you are doing and you have to join the program. And it's not that's everyone because a get couple in. of years ago they didn't. No, they no, didn't. And they were shutting down people yeah. left and yeah. right. And Stripe is another one that has those. Stripe's got a whole other ball of issues with credit cards we won't get into. But um, I, I was just curious, you know, how those regulations work because, you know, CBD is a byproduct of, of the plant. Is that still technically federally illegal? No, that with the farm bill, it is. And they, it's highly regulated. If you're farming, I mean, they're coming in randomly and saying that plant to this lab. And if it, if it's more than 0.3, your whole farm's gone. Like farmers have a lot of risk in this. Wow. And if they don't know what they're doing, they, or they bought seeds, like someone's like, well, I bought a female seed from Colorado. Well, that's it was a seven percent and now their whole farm's gone and they spent all that money so you have to be super smart about it and know what you're doing or you can be in a lot of trouble so how do we have so much crap cbd product if they are regulating (laughs) it so hard um well i think a lot of people i mean we're we're pulling it from other countries still and there's actually a glut on the market the pricing has really really dropped um so it's about five times less than THC and then like products like CBG that are becoming high in the market. They're 10 times more than, than THC. So these cannabinoids that we're looking at that currently, and we just follow the research. If you go to NIH.gov, you type in cannabinoids and you start reading over 30,000 articles. So they say there's not enough research. How much do you want? $30 million has been spent in the United States, 30,000 research studies, and we still don't have enough info. Like we should be able to say this is safe or not. We should be able to say, it's working for these things. Um, a current, I'm, I'm just going to quote actually directly from a study, but um, there's three NIH studies on CBG, and one of them says in in the abstract it slows the prolifer- proliferation proliferation. There we go of cancer cells. That's not it might. 
we think it could, it slowed the proliferation. We know it did that. And that's CBG specific. That's, yeah, that was CBG specific. Another one said CBG has a, there's a lot of receptors in your gut. And it said, we see this as potential for Crohn's and IBS. Like they're not, the, the scientists aren't saying it might be, we hope it will. They're saying this is what we can see is happening. But just to be clear, in the state of Utah, <laughs> there's only a handful of conditions. Most of what you just mentioned, not no. those conditions, no. by the way. For medical marijuana. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you're not terminally ill, basically. Um, yeah. So I guess cancer counts, right? If it's late stage cancer. Yeah. <laughs> that might be too late at that so, point. So stupid. Yeah. I, it's, it's so just, hard. It, it's and I get where a state like Utah comes from, but you know at the same time it's it's just time to change. To we're not even the there. slowest. No, we're not. South Dakota, it's like well, let me be clear. Criminal the laws only are ridiculous. Reason, the only reason we're not the slowest is because the people spoke and the legislature, after years of the people saying you have to do it and finally passing a referendum, said, "Oh fuck, I guess we have to do something. <laughs> uh, let's do it our way." Oh yeah, the wrong can't way. Got to change it back. Let's have it be regulated by the state. Oh wait, we can't do that. Yeah. yeah, we were in a little town, and they're like the health department. So these ladies were here to, at our meeting to learn about cannabinoids, and they're like the Parowan Health Department. We're like, we were going to be handing it out. We have no idea. Like, plus there was no money. So you're going to give this to us to regulate, and where's the funding? Oh, there's no funding for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, we're already taxed. On- also, by the way, you're going to hand out medical marijuana. Um, but you can't because you're a state agency. And doctors and can't write prescriptions because it's not regulated to be able to do a yeah. dosage. So there's not a real prescription. Just throw it at people. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> That's what happens when the legislature takes over. I mean, it's in a rough spot. It really is. And it's something that needs to change. Right. But it's it's happened other places. It's not like we're... The first. Hey. Right. Well, hey. it's like our lines and our roads, right? We we can't <laughs> seem to figure out how to make them so that plows can go over them and we can still see them, but Wyoming can. <laughs> like it, it's it's we're so stubborn. We're so we're so intent on discovering everything for ourselves. We can't just look around and go, well, somebody else already did it. Let's just. Well, we'll talk about the condoms too. Yeah. So <laughs> and talk about states around us doing things that we can't do. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know that you're from Wyoming, babe, and I know there's lots of funding from where you came from. But seriously, Wyoming can paint better street lines. We can't even do that. She has better paint. What do you want? <laughs> he said that you guys have a lot of um, uh, client testimonials. Yeah. Do you ever have people that are that are hesitant to share those because of maybe like personal backlash from work or? family <laughs> anything or like that church. or right or are they usually pretty like this is it like this changed my life i gotta tell everybody i think what really helps with our product is that we don't have thc because i do see that when people are using and they're and, and just people are uneducated they don't even realize that the cannabis plant and the hemp plant are like completely different species that's like saying you know go back to science your genus species like family genus species like it's the same family it's the same genus it's a completely different species that's like a lemon and a lime and, and people once you start doing that like I will tell you in, in currently as I travel the age group that is excited about this and talking about it is like the 60s yeah, they're in they're, so much pain. They're like, sign. They've got rheumatoid go. arthritis. They have they have bowel issues. Yeah. They're worried about Alzheimer's. They have tremors. Like, yeah, exactly. And they're not. They're like, 
take me to jail. Like they, they don't care I promise anymore. I'm, they, I promise I'm not ageist people. I'm just no, talking about. I wish. Yeah, people. my dad works for a very large oil company, and I wish that he would be able to. But since it's state regulated, actually federally regulated, he. He wouldn't be able to. Hey, and you I know was what? like, Dad, you... But you know what he can get if he wants is some heroin, some pharmaceutical-grade <laughs> heroin. That's legal. Yeah. I saw a commercial today for some... I, I'm sure it's a new derivative of Suboxone, which is a, a, a drug used to treat opioid addiction. So there's a new one talking about treating your opioid addiction. Like, really? It's just another opioid. Yeah. We had a, um, I was still consulting. Yeah. When we launched this company, I was still consulting for a a fast food chain here in Utah. And we had, and they, they had people who were just getting out of jail. They hired them. They like, it's a space you can work. And we had a kid who like literally was the Baskin Robbins. No, it wasn't Baskin Robbins. (laughs) Baskin Robbins always finds out, Jeremy. It could have been McDonald's. I know they hire felons. Personal experience with my brother. (laughs) I mean, a lot of them do. And which is so great. Like they need a second chance. Well, this kid, 23 years old, like worked for, it was cartel bikers, him, and got busted and he came and he was really struggling with mental issues and schizophrenia and all these anxiety things. And we were just launching the company and we put him on it and he's like, I will freaking be the dealer of the, he was just so excited because he couldn't believe how this helped. He's like, if people only knew that this was available to them without, and, and the whole time that like he's tested monthly, it was sometimes weekly in the beginning and he was passing and it like for, to watch that and to watch this kid just be like, this is so awesome. I can live my life. And so it's so frustrating when, when they're just hurting and we're like, they can't do, I mean, and again, we chose a product without THC for that reason. I would love to see my autistic brother try something oh like my that. Gosh. I, I, I like what you said. So you got to come it. over to my mom's house. Yeah, well, I'm, I have her. some products you for you guys. She's bountiful. So I brought some stuff for you all. So <laughs> oh, you can, cool. yeah, you can, you can try it yourself and give it to whoever you want. I think what, what you said is, is really telling too, that it's, it's like comparing a lemon and a lime. They're both citrus fruit. They both have roughly the same shape, but they're completely different. Yeah. It's it's not quite like lemon spinach in spinach, where the lemon spinach is. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, if I made a key lime pie with a lemon, it would be a little weird. So with regards to your products, let's talk about your products okay. just briefly. What is it that you have? Oils, pills? Uh, we have, so our, our main product is a tincture. And the sublingual tincture, oh, nice. that's, that's the main and our high, our highest and best sellers. Um, then we have some topicals, which again, we tell people if you're like, oh, my knee hurts, mm-hmm. put something on it. Go, you know, our skin's our largest organ. So start there and then start doing internal stuff so that you can start balancing and getting that homeostasis back. We have gummies for kids. We have a skincare line that's aloe based, that's out of this world, like an incredible skincare line. Um, we have body scrubs. We have bath bombs. We have candy like a hard a honey taffy that's I can't even buy it because I'll just eat the whole thing in one day (laughs) and I feel amazing but it's expensive I brought you guys some chocolate we have some dark chocolate Um, I have coffee I brought you some coffee I don't know if you drink coffee but I have some CBD coffee for you we don't drink monkey poop coffee no it's not monkey poop (laughs) coffee but we'll look into that if there's a market and it's expensive let's let's see if we can make it hybrid (laughs) yes a hybrid CBD monkey poop coffee Um, I'm trying to think of what else so 
Like what's one? What's your biggest seller? What, what are most people grab? Yeah, the tinctures is what most people yep, grab. It's do yeah. You do, do you have pet products? Uh huh. We do. We have a pet line with uh, sea buckthorn berry in it, which is really great for their skin and coat. I actually have a lot of ladies that take it as well because they're like, my hair is awesome. It's like the horse mane shampoo. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. what my daughter tries to use. I don't. Know. She just stopped using that, but she know. did when for a while. It's because one of her friends used it. She's like, I gotta have this horse shampoo. Maybe poor like, old Ebo could use something. We get, My we poor get this, old dog. Yeah. We get this bottle no. in the mail, and it's got a freaking horse on it. Yeah. What the Coffee. hell is this? We don't have a horse. You know what I love about animals using it is there's no placebo effect. You put it on yep. their thing, and oh, you know they if they're like their hips hurt and they don't run around a lot, you know you're like, okay, this he has no idea what I'm doing. And and babies too. We have babies who have seizures that parents have told us they use it. Like there's a those two things are like. It, it either worked or it didn't, right. and you know it. So, um, yeah, pet products. We have a, a great um, uh, vegan protein, a hemp and pea protein that's not disgusting. <laughs> I should have brought some because most people are like, mm. but we have a 60-day empty bottle money-back guarantee on all of our products. Use it. We want you to put it to the test, and we're, it, we've been very successful with that. We've almost been going a year, so it's very rare. And sometimes it's just um, maybe you have gut issues, and so – a protein isn't going to work as well because your body's not able to utilize it. So let's try topical. Or so we are always like, let's try something else and see if this is better for you. So our staff is really, really great at helping people um, just kind of find what works for them. And do you do it all under the brand Sukavu? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Sukavu. So this is an homage to my dad who um, this is why we got into this even farming in the beginning is he got diagnosed with um, an autoimmune disease, which I think in Latin it means we don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure. That's probably um, true. But Most of the autoimmune diseases are. Yeah, we have no idea what this is. They're like, it's super rare. It's one in seven billion people. Except for everyone has it. Has it. Um, so my dad went from, I mean, he was still running 10-minute miles. He's just a rock star to... We were carrying him from the car to the, from the house to the car and they still didn't know. They had no idea. He had a basket full of medicine and I was so frustrated. I thought about Royce, our pharmacist, and I'm like, there's got to be something out there. And when I started looking, it was all medical marijuana and I'm like, there's no way my dad's going to, there's, he's just not going to do it. And then as I kept researching, I saw the properties of hemp and we actually did like I said in the beginning, actually invested in marijuana farms because it was the only thing that was up and going and ready to go. But just like you said, it's a cash business. There was so much theft. We lost everything. The, I mean, it was, it was still, the cartel was still like, you're doing it. Like they'd come and tax. It was a, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And that was, you know, seven, eight years ago. So then we started it with hemp. And I mean, currently my dad is in remission. And oh, that's I mean, like, awesome. But they have no idea why, um, you know. Well, I mean, maybe I know, maybe stop taking the pills to help with the side effects of the other pills, to help with the side effects <laughs> of the the second pills, to help with the because that's really when you get to a certain point, that's why you're taking twenty yeah. different pills is you're trying to help alleviate the side effects of one of the other pills. Yeah, it's so true, and and that's the great thing about cannabis as a plant in general is that you really don't have that and they're minimal. It's a, about a 12 hour half life. So, and if you're in pain, it's even faster than that. You're not going to have these long term things. If it made you drowsy, 12 hours, you'll be good again. So it's kind of nice. It's going to go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's different. I tried different. to do that after work today. <laughs> <laughs> but just like you said, like everybody's body responds to it differently. And so we tell people you, it's time to take your health back. Like stop asking me how many drops do I take? I don't know. 
It's like saying, how much vitamin D do you need? Do you get in the sun? Does your body get it from milk? Do you like, I have no idea. So you have to find out. You start out, we'll give you some general dosing guidelines. We'll give you trackers to help you say, most people noticed sleep number one. Like that's the very first thing they say. I dreamt for the first time in years. And I'll tell, I'll warn people like, you have like some crazy Scooby-Doo dreams sometimes. I'm like, where did that come? What cobwebs of my mind did that come from? But that's the first thing that people notice almost regularly. And those will, you'll still sleep deep, but those, those kind of weird dreams will go away. And then we hear my joints, my achiness, my just general pain is gone. Um, and anxiety, those are probably the top three things that people are utilizing cannabinoids that for, that they tell us it works for them. I used some for a while when I jacked up my foot going up to the temp. Well, coming down off of Tempanogos. <laughs> I wasn't going up so much as coming down, but I used them for, I don't know, about a month. Uh, and it really helped. It really helped with the, the pain from the tendonitis that I gave myself. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's, I mean, he's so awkward. <laughs> Look, the grade coming down from that stupid cave. I walked like, down the same grade. Yeah, well, my feet are not good feet. Don't worry, I had shin splints from doing the summit, mm. so yeah. I got you. I pretty much have shin splints nonstop because <laughs> of the stupid plates in my shin. Oh my gosh, yeah. he 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 had something happen to him where he finally got arthritis for the first time ever, and he was complaining and complaining, and I'm like, okay, describe your pain to me, and he just, I'm like, dude, it's just arthritis, get over it. Like, I have it like, everywhere, <laughs> just suck it up. <laughs> He's like, but it aches, I'm like. Yeah, that's what it does. That <laughs> <laughs> sucks. So, Kopi Luwak is the coffee you want to look for, by the way, the Indonesian coffee. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, defecated out by the Asian palm She's civet. not taking notes so, or anything. She should. She seems <laughs> like I'm just she gonna, likes coffee. I thought I'd Google just monkey poop coffee. It will probably come up, right? Yeah, it will, because yeah. it's the only monkey poop coffee. It's Indonesian. Actually, it's... I won't, but I am positive my husband will be. I am 100% he, he probably will be. already knows what he it is. He probably does. Yeah, so. I'm always amazed at the it, 98% of the male brain is like useless trivia facts to be used on like game shows. And then 2% is relevant, but it's, it's very not storing long-term information like what your wife told you to get at the store. Like not, and, and cannabinoids have not helped with that. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's important to note. You get cozy and you start a list and then your husband brings home stuff and you're like, how did you know I needed that? You put it on the list. Oh. I got it. That is the best app ever. It's so good. Really? Crazy. Awesome. So you guys have any special events coming up? Um, I'm actually starting uh, this weekend. I'm going to be in, I'm doing my little tour of Utah, uh, Parowan, St. George. Then I head down to Say Vegas. Say hi to my daughter while you're down there. Where is she? St. George. Oh, She's awesome. at Dixie State. There's also one in Cedar. Dixie. Don't forget the other she one. Well, I know, but she didn't say she was going to Cedar. <laughs> she said she was going to I promise St. you George. she'll drive through Cedar. Yeah, we will. So um, Cedar to, is wave not... To- they're not ready for CBD yet. <laughs> Cedar's, Cedar's still trying to figure out if they can use racist mascots yeah. for high school Oh, my teams. gosh, which yeah. they do. Just wave to the Cedar City daughter. You can wave to the red man yeah. on the side yeah, of the... Oh, my gosh. Mm, yeah. yeah, but Parowan, they're all in. So I don't, they're, they're up and coming. I think they're an older generation. Plus, plus down in Parowan, like that's, that's where all the lavender farms are. Mm-hmm. And so they're already sold they're already on like real snake oil. Yeah. The, so the sister wives. Yeah. Is so something that actually they're works. They're like, are you going to stay at that bed and breakfast? You I should. Mean, Cause it's beautiful. She doesn't want to get married again. Yes. She doesn't have to. Mary runs it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've Harry heard of Bonnie Mary. rented. It's a no, if you go into places <laughs> like Parowan, you become a sister wife. That's just how it it's works. In the water. I will never get out. Okay, never go to Kanab, by the way. Kanab is worse. You will end up as yeah. Just don't go down there. Or be careful in Tokoville. They lock you up in bathrooms. Tokoville. Wow. That's just before St. Joe. <laughs> yeah. It's, it a little... seems like a place that would be CBD friendly, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying, if you go to Kanab, you're probably going to end up being like Mike Noel's wife or something. So <laughs> you definitely don't want that to happen. Okay, I will check that. We'll send the men of the company down there, not me. And then I'm going to be, um, then I start, I go to Virginia. Oh, no, North Carolina, Virginia, oh, wow. um, Pennsylvania, um, back up to Ma- Massachusetts for a few days, um, over to Michigan, and then Ohio. And that's most of my February. So wow. a lot of traveling. So we're glad we got you on before yeah. your world tour. Yeah. Well, we've got, you know, we have some great people at the office that, you know, probably even on the technical side know a little more than I do. But I get to be in the public and I hear what people are asking and, you know, I'm able to give them that information. They want peace of mind. They want to know because the FDA says it's not safe. Although I'm like, they said the Twinkie was safe. They let you have food dyes and all kinds of crazy <laughs> what things. What was that diet pill that people were taking? And they were like, <laughs> oh, God, don't, yeah, don't take yeah. that. Yeah. So what are questions that you that you are frequently hearing in, especially since you're traveling the world? The Is it marijuana? Am I going to get high? That's a huge Huge thing. Am I can't I believe it? people are still, like, they don't understand that. It's still, it's mind-boggling. because they're watching the Ray for Madness. No one watches that. No one, <laughs> no one watches that. <laughs> now, they watch Fox News, which probably is similar. It's about the same thing. <laughs> less, less awesome acting, but. Yeah, it, and I think that older generation who's really wanting to use it, they're the ones that are scared. And then you have, like, referendums from corporations that are saying, if you even have CBD in your possession, you know, we're saying it's illegal to have, like, which they just don't understand. Like, if you have a product without THC, what's illegal? Yeah. So, um, and then that's, those are the two biggest ones. And then a lot of what is, what it's going to, what is it going to help with, which I just have to, I just pull up studies. I'm like, well, here's what this study says. I have a highlighted, you know, like this works for this and here's what they tested and this drug, you know, and just, so use it and find out and there's not a risk. So I think those are like the big ones. And then am I, yeah, I'm going to go to jail like in, in Idaho. That was a big deal, especially <laughs> when they like took the truck and like con- put it in confinement. And it was like this huge ordeal. But if it doesn't have any THC that you have no problems in Idaho still, and I think they'll, we're hearing that the farm bill is going to pass there. But South Dakota is the worst. Do not take anything <laughs> to South Dakota. Like, is it worse than North Dakota? Because I feel like North Dakota actually follows South Dakota. Yeah, no, South Dakota, their laws are way, I mean, you can, you can grow in North Dakota, um, at least, you know, if you have a license and then South Dakota is nothing. There's no growing. There's no product of any kind, no CBD, no THC. Nothing. What do you think that is? I don't know. They're an island unto themselves. I don't know. No one's no one's been there to tell them about no it. No one likes going there, so it's not. There's nothing. <laughs> no one's ever been like. I think we should take a trip to South Dakota. <laughs> People do that all the time. No, <laughs> literally, no one has yeah, ever. Yeah, they been do. Like, they go to the big bicycle rally every year. Sturgis. Sturgis. Wow. It's not bicycle. Yeah, it's they the do Sturgis there and they can't have CBD. Talk about well, an island on Twitter. I've actually, no. we actually drove through there when Sturgis was happening and that was pretty That's like wild. actually the kid. only time anyone goes to South Dakota. <laughs> it's that one biker rally. That is pretty creepy. Isn't Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Yeah. It's in, okay then. 
That's what I'm saying. Two things. That's what. That's why well, I said yes. The, people plan to go so. there all the, the time. The, the crazy horse statue is yeah, supposed is that to be there, but that's so. little. It's not as big as it looks in real life. I've been there and seen it. It's small. It's not, not done cool. yet either, is it? It's never going to be finished. Yeah. The artist is dead. <laughs> I mean, I guess another artist could take over, but. Well, how do people get a hold of you and find your products? Uh, Sukavu.com. Which, by the way, if you have a firewall at work, you can't access. Oh, just, get a v- just get a VPN. Just <laughs> got my phone. I mean, your firewall at work is just restricting that individual site. Everyone's firewall is different, Jess. Not just that site. Just in case. Yeah. 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 My, so Try it on your cell phone. Right. My, we block KSL. We block Facebook. Well, because we you're block, a medical mm-hmm. billing company where you... You don't want yeah, we, like posting. We basically block stuff. everything. Yeah, Jeremy doesn't have a file. I don't block any. <laughs> no, actually, my work doesn't really either. So, uh, and where can people find your products? Just off your website, yeah, or do you guys sell the any of the stores locally? Or? Nope, we don't have any. And that again, if you're in this industry, it's much better if you're just online. A physical store is is complicated and. Do you, do you do any kind of uh, distribution around the country? Uh, to other to other, other retailers, or, other companies? No, nope. it's all just straight out of your office. Yeah, just straight up right here, 4500 South. That's awesome. Nice. 4500 South is long. 4500 South and state. So are you next door to the Chinese buffet? Across the street. Oh. So just stop oh, so by. So you're by the DI. That's the good DI. Now the other side of the street. By the by the pawn shops. By the um, it's a gas station. Gas station, yes, and uh, <laughs> my eye like a tire, right tire yeah, discount, place or discount yeah. tire. And then my eye doctor's right next to that. It's That's a little ha- little house. By the thing. way, if you need, you need a good an eye doctor, doctor he's awesome. He's the best eye doctor I've ever been to. I, <laughs> What's his last name? So it used to be Ray. I think now Michael Conklin is yes. his name. Okay. It's Classic Optical, but it's just a, the dude that used to own it died of cancer. His daughter's still there, and I think she owns part of it. And uh, Michael is there. They're amazing for just an optometry office. They do all sorts of great eye exams. Like they do tons of testing on your eye just based on. And he's like what cutting edge stuff. Wow. Like he'll like be like, I don't know, this is new, and you're the second person to try it. Let me know if you like it. Yeah, he's they're awesome. they're fantastic. They're super awesome. Good to know. But this wasn't about them. This was about <laughs> That's okay. We we are happy to plug any of our neighbors. So thank you so much for for joining us. We do have one more question for you. We ask yeah. everyone on the show this. Um, so you live in Utah, you put your roots down here, uh, you, you built a big business here, uh, I would say, um, what's one thing that, um, one thing in Utah that you couldn't, uh, bear to part with? Lake Powell, summer at Lake Powell, ah. houseboats, vacations, they about are the, the best. What about the mussels in Lake Powell? <laughs> Can you part with those? I could probably part with those. Not They're if you've been to. in there with a boat. You, there's no parting with them. Yeah. They're yeah. so invasive. Yeah. Like Lake Powell's great, but you just—I mean, like if you if you go swimming in Lake Powell, you end up with mussels in your swim trunks. It's weird. <laughs> Perfect. Then you just throw them, throw them in a pot. Boil yes, them yeah, in you got dinner. dinner. No, don't eat those that's mussels. Like, that's like beard yeast, Jess. Yes. <laughs> no, that's a lot worse than beard yeast. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining You're welcome. us. Welcome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Well, I think that's going to do it for our night tonight. I have some great news that Crystal forgot to tell us. Were you trying to, to fist me? Yes. Because <laughs> I just looked over and I yes. saw Jess' fist coming straight at me. Yes. So for any of our listeners, any of the, do you want to pass along this information? Um, if you call into uh, Sukavu, 
the Sukava. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have a phone number. You can let Sukavu. them know. Sukabu. Uh, call into their main office. You can get 30% off of their products if you tell them that you are a fan or a friend of the New Utah podcast. That's pretty good. That's yes. awesome. 30% is fucking insane 30%. for so, CBD products, yep. guys. That's... Uh, so the phone number is 702-602-7555. Oh, that's why you're trying to fist me because it was on the side <laughs> of your right. hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's, that's super awesome that they're doing that for our that it, fans I, like I'm not, I don't know. Friends. In full disclosure, I have no idea what they charge for their products. I didn't look. I haven't looked at their website really. Uh, I can tell you for a quality CBD product, I mean, you're you're really talking about a hundred dollars mm-hmm. at least um, for a, a you know fifteen day or a one month supply, just depending on your dosing. Which, um, if you think about how much you're spending for, you know, maybe any type of medication or pain medicine, uh, salon pods, like what, whatever using. Um, this might actually reduce that cost. So, but 30%, that's huge. Yeah. That's, yep. I mean, and that's massive, even if it's a $5 product, which I don't think it is. No. Um, but these guys are, are a local company that produces a really quality product, uh, at least by their accounts. I haven't tried it yet to, to tell you for sure, but, um, it's worth supporting local folks. We talk about local business all the time. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, very nice of them to offer that to our listeners. So, uh, if you need something for yourself or you know someone that could use some, uh, cannabinoid products, um, definitely give them a look. Uh, they have a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, if you like what you heard, please share it. Uh, if you don't, um, just share it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to write a description. Just no, share. just hit share. I don't care. Retweet, share. share. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps us more than anything. Uh, thank you again to everyone that's donated uh, to us. It's really helped. Um, I know when I am editing, I can hear a very big difference in some of this new equipment. Um, and Jeremy said when, when he listened to the show, he could tell. Last week's episode, I could tell a difference. I could definitely tell a difference. If you're listening to this, you could probably tell us if, if it's, if it's better or worse. Yes, we always would like your feedback. Yeah, feedback's great. Um, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to, to the show on, or you can send us, uh, any kind of direct feedback you want as well. The New Utah Podcast on Facebook, at TNU Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we're, you guys, I need to eat this pizza inside of a pizza. <laughs> yeah, I saw that a while ago. The pizza, the pizza box, it's actually pizza dough. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's it. So, uh, ha- thank you for signing the tax referendum. I know our listeners all got off their asses and went and signed it. Um, hopefully that'll see some dividends here coming up. And, um, yeah, have a, uh, have a good week. <laughs>